This is episode two, and I am your host, as always, Dan Brosman. Where am I at with my Star Wars fandom? Boy, that is a deep, deep dive on that. What's the right way to play your retro games? And no consoles to be had anywhere, and prices keep going up on everything to do with gaming. Video gaming, that is. And is this the end to game collecting as we know it? Nah, probably not. But it is interesting to see what has been going on ever since the pandemic hit with games and consoles. And of course, you know, the newer systems that are be coming out probably have a little bit to do with that also as far as the shortage of being able to find gaming consoles out there. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But right now I want to talk about where my Star Wars fandom is. And, you know, I I wanted to talk about this for a while. And, and, And actually, there was a long time when I didn't want to talk about it. And it started about the time that The Last Jedi came out. And for those of you that have been Star Wars fans for a while and went to see that movie, you probably know where I'm going with this. It's interesting just to see people's reaction when you talk to them, especially people that are around my age. So let let me do a little bit little bit of backstory here as far as my fandom with Star Wars goes. I am pretty much one of the original fans. Now I'm 42. I was born in 78. So you know, I was I was alive when they were still making some of the originals. I think the origin the first Star Wars A New Hope was in 77, I want to say. And, you know, obviously I wasn't old enough to, to go see Return of the, or um, uh, Empire Strikes Back, rather. But I did go and see Return of the Jedi when it originally came out. And there are, nowadays there are different groups, different eras of Star Wars fans. I mean, before you had the Star Wars fans... From the original, and then later on you had the Star Wars fans that came in around the prequels. And then maybe now you're going to have another generation coming in and being coming Star Wars fans with these new Star Wars movies. And boy, you know, for us originals, we went through those prequels and... And we thought Jar Jar Binks was the, our biggest problem. And at the time, he was. Boy, the good old days, huh? 
So we're going to try and get into this without me going off the rails too much here because, to be honest with you, I could probably have one whole episode on this topic. And, you know, let me just say before we really dive in here, before I go crazy, that what some of what is going on today and what has been going on is good. There are things out there that are good because... You know, I know sometimes when I get into this, I just, I just talk about the bad. But you know, that's because I'm just really passionate about it. And 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 you know, you hate something that you loved, that you grew up with, especially growing up with it, and you you got those nostalgic feelings for this, and you don't want anybody to mess with it. And when they say we're gonna make another movie, you know. When they said they were coming out with the prequels before, everyone was, oh, my God. Oh, my God, this is so great. This is great. I can't believe it. They're going to do another Star Wars. We're going to see how Darth Vader becomes Darth Vader. How cool is that? Well, we we found out how cool that is or was. And um, there's mixed reviews on it. There's, I, depending on who you talk to, there's definitely mixed reviews on that. Um, you know, but look, so, so let's start at the beginning here. Okay. You have little Dan, Danny Brosman growing up here watching the originals and my parents, my parents worked a lot growing up. My parents you know, when my mom ended up going back to work, a lot of times, you know, I would be stuck at home babysitting because my, my parents both worked two jobs a lot of times, especially on the weekends. Um, you know, not so much during the weekday, but on the weekends. And, you know, I would be babysitting my younger sister. And what am I going to put on? I'm going to put on Star Wars or, you know, Empire Strikes Back or Return of the Jedi. And I'm talking the originals. I'm not talking the special editions. I'm talking the original VHS, right? So you're looking at somebody that maybe not so much now, but used to be able to go line for line, recite back every word of these movies. So I got the street credit as far as fandom goes with this, okay? Let's not let's not beat around the bush on this. I know what I'm talking about. Am I right with my opinions? Well, that's why they're opinions. Maybe, maybe not. There's going to be some people that agree with me and some that don't. So then you had the prequels come by. And like I said, we everybody was excited. And here's the thing with the prequels. So... The prequels are not as bad, really, as as some people would lead you to believe. And here's the thing. In my world, I look at the prequels like this. There was one thing that I really thought they did well with the prequels and one thing that they did badly. Okay? And let's start with the good thing. I thought that how George Lucas did the timeline and what he thought up of how Palpatine set that plan in motion 
to get to get in power and to overthrow the Jedi, I thought that was really well done. I thought that that, that process was awesome. I always thought it was clever. I mean, maybe it wasn't the most brilliant thing of all times, but it, it, if you really think about it, it it's solid. It's it's solid. And this leads me into what wasn't great, and that was the writing. Oh, my God. You know, George Lucas is, is you know, I mean, he's the creator. He's the creator. So you got to give mad props to him. But, you know, not always, and he can't, he can't, he just can't write a good script sometimes. I, or, I don't think ever. I don't know. I don't know how much writing he actually did with the scripts on the original three. I, 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 I'm guessing that he did. I, I, I assume that he did the writing from everything that I know. But, but the dialogue in the prequels... It's so rigid and just, I just remember in Attack of the Clones, there was that awkward scene with Anakin and uh, uh, Amidala. I was going to say Prince, but it's actually uh, not Queen Amidala, but it's Senator Amidala. Uh, After when they're on Naboo and, you know, they're falling in love and it's that awkward moment and no, we can't kiss or whatever. And and Anakin says the line that just makes me cringe every time. Because I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I wish I could just wish away these feelings. It's like, oh, what are you talking about? Tell, get some writers in there, George. Jorge, get some writers in there. And tell them which way you want to go with this. And they'll bang out the dialogue. Ah. Ah, man. And, of course, you know, you have Jar Jar Binks. You know, I mean. Hey. In, in every world. there who Who in their right mind ever said, you know, he wasn't that bad. You know. He wasn't that bad. He really wasn't that bad. No, he was. He really was. I mean, it's just like, you know, he was. He still is. He's the worst. Maybe not the worst. I mean, we're, I mean, we still got to get into the, the, you know, these new movies, and we're gonna get to that here in a second. And and I've seen Phantom Menace, you know, three times when it came out. And I even went back to see it later on when they were going to re-release all of these in the theater in 3D. So I got to see that that garbage. It's not garbage. But that, that mess of a movie in 3D. Here comes Jar Jar Binks in 3D. Well... The, as far as I can remember, they only did Phantom Menace. They kind of, I don't think they really did, made a lot of money from Phantom Menace in 3D. And they they were just like, nah, we're not going to do the other two. We're good. We're good. We got it. No one wants to see these movies in 3D. Gotcha. 
So we get through the prequels, and maybe they weren't the movies that we want. I'll be honest with you. I went from movie to movie in the prequels thinking that they that the next one's going to be where it all ties it in and makes it makes you feel good about it. And I never I never really got that feeling even at the end of um Revenge of the Sith. And you know, I mean it is what it is. I mean, you can't it, it, there's nothing to be done with it. it you know, it, it is what it is. But I tell you what, and it wasn't until a little bit later that I started watching um, The Clone Wars, the animated series, which if you haven't watched this and you are a Star Wars fan, you need to watch this. You, it, it is so good. And in many ways, for me, it made everything that went on in those prequels better because it explained a lot more. You got you got you got the time to spend with all of the characters and and get that emotional build that emotional bond with them, right? You know, go through all the stories and and the way they did it in in and it went back to how George first imagined this Star Wars uh whole uh series. You know, he wanted it that 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 Saturday morning or whatever Sunday morning, you know, sci-fi serial, right? Flash Gordon. What's happening next? And that's how he started off these episodes of the Clone Wars. You'd have the guy with the, the old fashioned tiny voice and narrator. This week we have, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Will he be able to get out of this situation? And then you would go into it. And it was, it's so great. And, and they just came out with uh, the last season. What is it, 10? I don't know what season it was. But they just came out with a new one. No one knew that they were going to do this. I don't even think they knew. I think it would, they just decided one day. It's like, let's let's throw another one in there. And I was nervous about that a little bit. Especially considering that what had been happening with the movies. And, you know, that's going to bring me to another thing here. Because you have almost a divide in the Star Wars universe here. As far as you have what's going on with the movies, the storylines, and, and the execution of it. And then you have the people that are working on these um, these animated series, like Star Wars Rebels, and now you know talking about you know basically the what's going on, you know before right as the rebellion's getting going, and it's great. It, 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 I think it was what four or five seasons four seasons and it's great and how they tied that in with Rogue One the movie was phenomenal absolutely phenomenal and it's like in they get it because there are people that are making Star Wars 
movies or shows that get it. And then there are people that don't get it. And they say they do. They're like, I, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan. And, you know, I've been a fan forever. And, I, you know, yeah, you know, Brian Johnson. Let me tell you. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I don't know that you ever watched Star Wars. And it's interesting how that divide is. Because the people that get it are, it's just, it's, it's the only it, it, it's the only thing giving us that that breath of air to where we're not drowning in, that where it's not ruining Star Wars totally so now the prequels are over right some time goes by and Disney gets gets Star Wars Lucas is like I've you know I'm done you know and Lucas was done because he had taken a lot of shit over the prequels. And I, I, you know, did he deserve it? Did he not? Regardless, I get it. You know, at a certain point, you're just like, you know, you hit that certain age and he's just like, you know, I'm going to sell this thing for a buttload of money and not worry about it. And I'm going to hand it over. I'm going to hand it over to Disney because why not? Because Disney was already doing Marvel. And they were banging that out like there was no tomorrow. And it was good. I mean, why would they mess up Star Wars? They're not messing up Marvel. Right? Well. <laughs> yes and no. So we come to. Let's start with. We're going to talk about the new saga movies, the movies that are in a direct timeline and correlation with the characters and timeline of the original three and the later prequels, you know, all that timeline, all the same characters going through, you know, basically what they call the the Skywalker saga, right? Okay. So, you know, the force awakens come out and you got, J.J. Abrams doing it, which, you know, J.J., I wasn't all that happy with when I heard that because, you know, he he pretty much dumped all over another franchise that I love, Star Trek, rebooted that thing into God knows what, tried to make Star Wars out of Star Trek. So they give it to J.J. Abrams, and I'm like, well, you know... I, it's Star Wars. I'm going to go and see this because Jesus, you know, this is what I do. I mean, I'm a fool for it, right? So he makes it and you go and it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. But there are bad parts to it. There are parts to it that it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Come on. Really? I don't and it's in in it's it's nothing there was no new ground treaded on this thing. A lot of people said, "Hey, this is a new hope all over again." And they're right. They're right, except people weren't impressed by this anymore. When Star Wars came out, no one had seen stuff like this before. The original one. A new hope comes out and people lost their minds. You know? 
Not with this. And it wasn't bad. But, you know, you bring back these original characters and let's do something with them. And you know what? Let's be mindful of being careful at how, what we do with these guys. Because we've had a lot of time to love these guys and it would be really nice if you guys didn't shit all over them. And I can't really tell you that they, it's, that's not what they did here. I mean, Han Solo getting a lightsaber through the chest. And spoilers, spoilers, if you haven't seen this yet. And if you if you haven't seen these last Star Wars, three Star Wars saga movies, good on you. Do yourself a favor. Don't. <laughs> Do not. You don't need to. It's okay. Trust me. Trust me. So, yeah, they kill Han off, and it's like, okay. I mean, I always knew that, you know, Harrison Ford wanted to be done with this. And, you know, I was surprised that they got him back. But, you know, you could have done it in a in a better way than that. I mean, I, I don't know. And I was never a big fan of Kylo Ren, even from the beginning. The man, I hate, I hate his lightsaber for one thing. That thing, oh, and look at it, it comes out the sides, and it's like, it, it looks like he didn't know what the hell he was doing. He built this thing like an idiot, and then he he walks around having having temper tantrums with the. Now it's like, oh God, okay, come on, come on. But it was like, but but it's Star Wars, and you're like, you know what? They're just laying the groundwork for the next one and the one after that. So it's okay. And really, it wasn't bad. The new characters that they introduced, Poe and Ray and Finn, they were okay. I kind of liked them. But you had to see where the story was leading. And you didn't really get any of that in the first one because... It it wasn't any new ground. It wasn't any new ground. And how do you go a full movie in the Skywalker saga and not come to Luke until the very end? And he doesn't say anything. I kept thinking, I I, I do remember sitting there thinking, they're not going to show Luke. I don't think they're going to show Luke until the end. And I, 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 was, I just remember going, ah, if, if they don't, I'm going to be mildly irritated if I go through this whole movie and we don't see Luke until like the very end. And guess what? Blickety blam. Not till the end. All right. So you were like, okay. Okay. All right. All right. All right. But... You know, another thing, because I was I was getting ready to jump into The Last Jedi, but so you have the New Republic, right? And you have the the fleet, the Republic Navy, and evidently they're only parked above the one planet and you know, and the new orders there, which is what was left over of the the Empire, and now and now they build this this even bigger thing than the 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 Death Stars. 
And how did that go unnoticed? How does someone build a flipping super weapon the size of a planet and no one notices? They're like, oh, look at this thing. Huh? Where did this thing come from? Seriously? Y'all knew about the the other two Death Stars pretty dang fast. You knew about the second one before he was even done getting built. But this thing's a full planet, and they're like, well, we didn't see where this came from. So then they, you know, they shoot it over there and and blow up, you know, the the Republic's new capital and all the Navy, and that's it. Now we're back to square one, which really irritated the shit out of me because I wanted to see the new Republic. I wanted to see everybody. I wanted to see Leia as, you know, in the Senate there and them and Han and her being married and Luke, Luke with the new Jedi Order, which turns out just collapsed. So you're telling me that this guy that killed, that was the hero of the first three, right? The chosen one, it, it, it just all collapsed on him. That's the story you went with. Give me a break, dude. Are you serious? He could sense the dark in Kylo Ren. In, in, in Ben Skywalker. So he was going to kill him. What? How does that make any sense? Who in their right mind thinks that that is Luke Skywalker? Good Lord. All right. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to the dumpster fire that is uh, The Last Jedi. Because it should have been labeled the last Star Wars movie ever. It should have called been. They should have done the whole like the whole storyline in the beginning. The whole scroll should have been like, just stop. Don't even watch this movie because it's just gonna piss you off. And that movie just sucks from minute one to the end and you know I was there I was there on opening night took the night took took it off without pay I am gonna be here for this it's Star Wars man because the first one as much as I didn't like some of what went on with that it it, it wasn't bad it wasn't bad so Remember how I said in the Force Awakening, the previous movie, you get all the way to the end, and the last scene is Rey handing Luke Skywalker his old lightsaber. You know, Anakin's lightsaber? And that's how they start off in this one. And what does he do with it? He just tosses it over his back. Meh, this off the cliff. And... That's when the dumpster fire really got rolling. Because I'm sitting there, you know, it, it's it's 10 seconds into this movie. And I'm all jacked to be there. I got my Coke. I got my, my, my popcorn. I got my dots. Ready to do this. Jacked. Right? 
And that's how we start the movie. And it's like, okay, okay. And then you realize that Luke has been reduced to this hermit, this kind of creepy, weird dude that needs a serious shower, some serious shampooing on that hair and beard. And he just gave up. He gave up. He gave up after everything that he went through in the first three. This beloved character, this Brian Johnson, who was the director, decided that this is where we're going with this. This is where we're going with this. And, 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 and let's back up to this here because this brings up a really interesting point. They didn't know where this was going. They didn't know where it was going after the first movie. How do you take a huge franchise like this and I'd say, okay, and everybody sits down, the powers that be that have control over this, Kathleen Kennedy, how do you not sit down and say, okay, we, we're going to do three more saga movies you know, that correlate with the Skywalker family timeline here. We're going to do, you know, after the original three, what's the storyline and what's the timeline going to be in between or throughout the next three. Let's bang that out. So this is, this is where it's going to start and, and end with the force awakenings. And now when the, when the last Jedi starts, this is where it's going to start and end for that one. And then on the next one, I'm trying to even remember what the next one is. What is that? The rise of Skywalker or whatever. I didn't even see it. We're going to get to that in a minute too. How do you not sit there and say this? Let's bang this out before we commit to, to multi-millions hundreds of millions of dollars into making these movies. It, it, it just perplexes me that you were like, well, we'll figure out once we get to that movie. <laughs> what? And you're talking about the Disney corporation. Now I know, you know, Marvel was over here doing its thing run by different people. And then you had, you know, uh, you know, basically Lucas Arts, Star Wars over here doing their thing. But you're talking about this is under the umbrella of Disney. And and you have you have one franchise over here in Marvel that 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 had like like twenty movies going on and they had mapped it all out. They knew where this was all going. They knew they had to set it up. They knew they had the time in between of getting, you know, moving the story along. And they, and they knew where it was going to end. This is where we're all going. This is the point to where we're starting. And this is where it's all going to come to a head. And then you had Star Wars over here. And they're just like, eh, we're going to make three more movies. Bang, bang. Here we go. Shoot him from the hip. Yeah, I don't think so. So, I, I, I mean, I guess we're going to finish finish talking about The Last Jedi. So, Luke's, Luke, you know, he was the crazy guy, you know. 
Ray's there to learn from him. I guess she's going to be another Jedi, right? Maybe. And he's like, I'm going to give you three lessons. And I don't even think he gave her three. But let me tell you, at the end of the movie, you know, she's she's got skills all of a sudden, you know. I guess uh I guess she's just, you know, one of those gifted ones because all the all the all the other Padawans had to go through a whole academy and were training to be Jedi's for years and years and she goes in onto this island and gets, you know, some half ass lessons from Luke and and now she's good. And then he had Snoke. I even forgot about to mention him. He's the new bad guy. He's the new emperor, right? He's the new emperor. The new bad guy. Is he Sith? Is he this? Is he that? No one knew. No one knew because they never really elaborated on that in The Force Awakens. But you're like, dude, they're going to totally tell us here. So what is happening in The for in the Last Jedi? Well, they are, the rebels are evacuating their planet, getting out of there because... You know, there's no more, there's no more Navy for the New Republic. All that's gone. It's gone. And they're trying to get out of there. And they have a handful of ships. And they're trying to run from this fleet of Star Destroyers. And the whole thing is them trying to stay ahead of them. And... As they run out of fuel and drop back, they become they come in the range of these star destroyers and and they can now shoot them down. The rebel ships. Well my question is Well, if you can't if these cruisers can't keep up with these rebel ships, why don't why not just launch a, a whole bunch of TIE fighters and TIE bombers? I don't know. But the thing with this is the whole thing felt like, and I'm a big sci-fi fan. It felt like, it felt like a, a, like a Star Trek, the next generation or like any of those like deep space nine or like even like, you know, like a Stargate SG one. It felt like, like an episode of a TV show of a sci-fi TV show. It didn't feel like, like this grand movie, like, like, like on the movie level. That's what I kept thinking. I'm like, this, this is lame. And so, you know, they send Poe out to get help. You know, they're like, Hey, you know, we're going to run out of fuel, go get help. And evidently he gets on a ship that can get out of there and then can come back. So the whole time the rebel fleet is trying to get away from the empire or the first order, but they can't, they can't get away from them because they can track them in, in, in light speed. So they drop out of light speed and now they're just, but, but now the star destroyers conveniently don't go fast enough to catch up with them. They're just out of range. <laughs> it's just like, okay, that's, that's pretty weak. Right. And I'm missing stuff. I'm missing stuff here. But you're getting the gist of it because anything else that I'm missing that I could tell you about here, it's not like it's going to be like, oh, well, that would if you would have told me that that would have totally changed my mind. This movie's great. Nope. 
nope. No. Trust me. That, that, no. No, 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 no. So, yeah. Luke is, uh, Luke's not a big help. He just kind of talks about, like, how he's done with it. And Kylo Ren, I don't know. Kylo Ren's doing whatever he does. Anything, you know, whatever. So Ray leaves the planet where Luke's at. She just leaves him. She's like, all right, peace out, man, you know? And she goes to find Kylo Ren. And Kylo Ren takes her in front of Snoke. And you're thinking, who is this guy? He's kind of mangled up his face. He's a cool-looking character. He's a cool-looking character. And it's like, man, you know, he's... And he threw a little force lightning around a little bit there when they're in the, the throne room on his huge ass, you know, Star Destroyer, which can, which is one of them that is going after this rebel fleet. You know, I love how all these other ships keep coming and going, you know, to that area, to, to those Star Destroyers that are chasing the rebels, to the rebel ships, but these Star Destroyers cannot get close enough to these rebel ships. Like, they don't have anything with lasers on it that are fast enough to get up there. Like, I don't know, fighters? Okay. Okay. And now we see. Now Ray is in front of Snoke. He's in front of Snoke. Or she is. He has her lightsaber. Or Anakin's lightsaber. And what happens? Now we're going to find out who this guy is. And Kylo Ren uses the force to move the lightsaber sitting next to him, next to Snoke, sideways, and turns it on with his mind, going right through Snoke. Boom, he's dead. And you're sitting there going, nah, he's not really dead. We don't even know who this guy is. I don't even know who he is. He's not dead. You sit there a little bit longer. You're like, that dude's dead. He's dead. We didn't even know who he was. We didn't even know who he was. He was this ominous figure in the first one. Who we only seen through a hollow projection. Right? But he, he just, you just knew that he was probably a badass, right? And you got a glimpse of that. And then he's dead. <laughs> and then probably the one and only good thing about this movie, Kylo, Kylo Ren and Rey have an awesome battle scene in the throne room right after that with all of his guards, with all of Snoke's guards, and kills them, right? Mm. So what happens here? Because I'm already done with this. I'm already done with this, okay? So they're running out of, you know, the rebels are running out of fuel, and they decide, well, we're going to get rid of these ships, and we're going to take them right to this other planet over here that we just happen to be passing by, 
that used to have a rebel base there, and we're going to go there. And the Admiral, who is this woman that is, her character is absolutely useless, and this it says, I'm going to stick around. Because what I'm going to do is when you guys all leave, I'm going to sacrifice myself. I'm going to turn this ship around and light speed it right through this fleet. Messing all these Star Destroyers up. And you're going, what? Wait a minute here. You're telling me all this time you could have taken one of these other ships or a couple of them? The ones that ran out of fuel, fell behind, and got blasted out of the sky. You could have turned them around, switched on that light speed, and messed that fleet up. And now you're going to do it? And when has this ever happened in the history of Star Wars? Got to think that, you know, Return of the Jedi would have been different. Flying to the superstructure? Why? We'll just line up a couple Mon Calmarian cruisers kick on the light speed and blast them right through the new Death Star. Blickety blam. We're home in time for dinner. You know what I'm saying? So we're just making this shit up as we go along. And she's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself. Why? You have about 500 droids on this thing. None of them know how to turn that thing around and, and blast it through there. Turn on the, turn on the, uh, the light speed. Okay. And at that point, it didn't really matter because at that point, it already lost me because, and I will be honest with you, when I seen this, it took me about half the movie before I really passed judgment because I just remember sitting there, I remember sitting there and it was about halfway through the movie and thinking, I really hate this movie. And I couldn't believe it. I am sitting in a theater on opening night for a Star Wars movie. And I'm saying to myself, I really hate this movie. And we're not even halfway done. We're, 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 we're probably about halfway done with this movie. So they go to the, the planet. There's a base. It's old. They got these old ships. They kind of kind of like snow speeders that skim across the sand because it's a sandy planet. And of course the empire drops its walkers or the first order. And guess what? We got Hoth all over again. We've already seen that, right? And then Kylo Ren, he shows up. Now he's in charge because Snoke's dead. So he took over and all of a sudden Luke shows up. But Luke's got shorter hair now. And it's dark. Like he just fermented. It looks so it looks so bad. He shows up and it's just like, okay. And I'm like, how did he show up? Well, guess what? It's a it's a force projection. You know, because we went through, you know, six movies and a whole series of cartoons, and I don't remember any of these these powers that Luke has now being a thing. But you know, he's the chosen one. Chosen to do nothing. But we don't know it's a force projection yet. So he walks out there in front of the walkers and Kylo Ren says, blast that G. 
and they just lay into him. Smoke clears, and Luke, still standing, brushes the dust off his shoulder. Okay. Well, Kylo Ren's going to have to do it himself. He goes out there. Faces him. But it's really weird because Luke has a white lightsaber in this. He has Anakin's lightsaber, which is weird because Rey had it. And she left. She wasn't even there yet. She wasn't even there on that planet. And here it turns out that it's a force projection of Luke. Right? But here's the kicker. You know, he says this, he says whatever he has to say to Kylo, and then he disappears, right? Oh, he said his goodbye to Leia's too before he walked out there. But by that time, it didn't really matter because you were just so numb to the fact that how bad this movie is. And that was it for Luke. It was too much for him to take. And then it goes back and showing him on the planet to where he was, and he dies fades away <laughs> yes yeah yeah the chosen one the guy who everybody wanted to be growing up that was a Star Wars fan this is what they do for him this is this is the character arc here that that that's where he ended up And that's it pretty much in a nutshell. I could tell you the other stuff, but it really doesn't matter. And that's that's the theme of this movie. It doesn't really matter. And I, I, I'm not going to talk to you about, you know, really about the Skywalker Rises, the next movie, because I didn't see it. I didn't need to see it. At that point, what is the point? Okay. So in the meantime, while these movies are being made, they decided to come out with other Star Wars movies. And at this point, I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just holding on by my fingertips with my fandom. I'm just like, there, I can't, I can't, I can't be like this. I, 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 I. I can't just say I'm not a fan of Star Wars anymore. I mean, that's just like, I don't know. I mean, it's just impossible for me. So they come out with the, the, the first, what they call anthology movies, which to say is a movie not along the Skywalker saga called Rogue One. And it was the story of how the rebels attained the plans to the first death star the ones that they used that luke used to destroy the first death star and it's a good movie it's a really good movie especially at the end with the battle over scarif fantastic but here's the thing it's a really good movie and it could have been great and, you know, they decided that they didn't want to do the scroll in the front. They just, at the beginning, 
when it tells you the story leading up to this, what's going on. Just like they did in every single Star Wars movie up until then. Because they said, well, you know, that was for the saga movies. Now we're not going to do it with this. Which, I don't get it. What does it matter? What does it matter? What does it matter? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So that kind of... It felt like Star Wars, but it, 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 it felt like kind of like a little bit like diet Star Wars there a little bit for me because it was like to go into a Star Wars movie and to not have that and just go straight into the movie was weird for me. And the music, the music kind of took me out of it at times too, because it wasn't John Williams. And I understand, you know, he has that certain sound and, and that's fine. And you know, he's getting older. He's really old. And he did the the saga movies, but you know, but I gotta, you know, they didn't put any of the old familiar theme song parts of it into this movie, which all you had to do was throw it in here and there. If you would have done, if you would have played the main theme song at the beginning with a scroll, that would have made it tons better, at least in my eyes. But the music always sounded like the, and I can't remember who the uh, composer was that 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 did the music for Rogue One, but it sounded it sounded uh, John William kind of like it, like John William esque. You know what I'm saying? It treaded a line, and I understand that there might have been a rights issue or something. I don't know, maybe, but it's it. It almost sounded like it was going to be a Star Wars theme. It treaded that line. It got close. And it sounded pretty close. But it, 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 but it did it in a way that felt like that's what it was trying to do. Now, I don't know. I, have, I haven't heard anybody else say this, but and maybe that's just me. You know, maybe that's just me. That's how it felt for me, you know, and it's a good movie. It's a good movie. It's, it's a different Star Wars movie. It's, you know, it's much more, you know, there was more tones in it. You know, it just wasn't, you know, they're the bad guys and we're the good guys. It's like, well, you know, we're the good guys, but you know, sometimes, you know, there's not so great people that are part of the rebellion here. You know, it's, it's a little bit more of a realistic thing, you know, than just the dark and the light. It's like, well, you know, sometimes you get a little bit of the gray in between here where, you know, people are fighting for the fighting for the right reasons, but doing some stuff that may not be on the up and up as far as morality goes, but it was a really good movie. And the way it ended with the two main, you know, heroes dying at the end of the beach, on the beach there at Scarif. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Because, I mean, it really, it really put a weight on that movie that, that was perfect. And it had great characters. And the characters were deep 
and the writing was good. And then at the end, you get Darth Vader shows up and starts hacking rebels with his lightsaber. And it doesn't seem cheesy or out of place. And it flows with the storyline. Leads right into, you know, the Corvette with the plans and Princess Leia blasting out of there. Which, as we know, is how the beginning of A New Hope and how this whole thing started. Right? Fantastic. How did they get the plans? And the fact that they took old footage that was shot for the first movie for A New Hope of these guys flying these X-Wings and repurposed it to like it was pretty much a B-roll that they polished up and used because these guys would have been the same guys fighting that were fighting at Scarif would have been the same ones that that fought later to destroy the Death Star and that was fantastic when they did it and it looked so good so convincing if you haven't seen Star Wars Rogue One and you are a fan Go see it. Or, well, go see it like it's still in the movies. Pick it up. If you got Disney Plus now, you get to see all of this. It's on there. So, that movie came out in between The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Okay? Now, The Last Jedi's done, and my, my fandom is teetering. It's teetering on the precipice. Of just falling down into a chasm of I don't care about Star Wars anymore. And I am bummed. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I am bummed as all hell. And then another movie comes out. Solo. The origin stories of Han Solo. I'm not saying that I didn't want to see it. I'm not saying it was a a bad movie or a good movie. But at the time, I was like, who, you know, who, who was asking for this? I've never heard anybody say, you know what? I wonder how Han Solo started out. I wonder how he met Chewie. At least not to the, the extent where I'm like, well, they should make a movie. I've never heard anybody say that. Never. But we got it. And I'm I'm still torn on it. Because when we went and seen it, it didn't come out that long after uh, The Last Jedi came out. And I remember getting out of there thinking, well, you know, it was okay. I, I, I just remember thinking, if there was a movie that I can't say that I like or hate, that's more middle of the road... For me, it would be solo. And I I, I, I don't know uh, how much of what was my feelings, what was left over from The Last Jedi transferred to this movie. I have a feeling I would have liked it a lot more had everything that went down with The Last Jedi, had I not seen all that. I think I would have enjoyed solo more. And, you know, Solo's okay. You know, I mean, this is 
This is how he got the Millennium Falcon, and this is how he met uh, Chewie. Oh, and this is how he met Lando. <laughs> All good times. And, you know, it... yeah, it's okay. I mean, I'd, I'd say see it. I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I really, when, when, when people talk to me about Solo or people that haven't seen it, that are kind of like, you know, maybe they're Star Wars fans, but not as big as I am. And they're like, oh, you know, and I, I haven't seen that yet. What'd you think? And I'm like, I, I never know what to say to them. Cause it's like, yeah, go ahead and see it. It's okay. You know, I mean, there's some good scenes in it. It's cool, you know. I always like to now when people are saying, well, the special effects are good. When are they not good now? I mean, especially to the layman like us. I mean, what they can do with these computers now, I mean, if they're not good, then, you know, you probably really got to try for them not to be good. And I hear that a lot. Oh, man, you know, the special effects are good. Well, yeah. Because, you know, they can do whatever they want on these computers. Like, take away Superman's mustache. So, I know we're running long here. And I was going to talk about other things here, but... I have a feeling... I told you, this could be an episode all unto itself. And that's what it's probably going to be here. Because, you know, I'm going to have to start wrapping this up here pretty soon. So, you know, we get done with Solo. And I'm, you know... They, you know, they did the Kessel Run. You know, the thing with Solo is that it just felt like they were trying to show you every little thing in the Star Wars universe, like explain everything and show it to you. And, you know, I, you know, it's like I, I was talking to my cousin who I grew up with, the, the guy that's a little bit older than me, who was a huge Star Wars fan, both of us. And I said, you know, maybe I don't need to know the origins of everything. Maybe, you know, it, it just left to the imagination, you know? And there's books that came out, you know, years ago, explains all of this stuff. So then, you know, we roll into, you know, Rise of the Skywalker. And I said, you know, I, I just can't do it. And everybody was like, oh, you know, you're going to go and see it. You're going to go and see. Because I, I, that's what I, I said. As soon as I got done with. As soon as I walked out of the movie theater. To The Last Jedi. I said. I'm never going to. I'm not. I'm not going to go see the next movie. I mean why? It's already ruined. What. What. Why do I. Ha why should I go and see it? And everybody was like. Oh no you're crazy. They're like. You know. You know. Once it comes rolling around. You're going to go and see it. And I said, you know, maybe, but I got to be honest with you right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty pissed off about this whole thing. And I'm crying. I was, I just had that. I felt like, I felt like when I was in high school and that girl breaks up with you. I, that's what I felt like. I just, Star Wars broke up with me. We're going to do something different here. We're we're trying to get a a younger fan to the to the fan to the we're trying to get new a new fandom going here. This is what the the new fans are gonna want. And you know, so I mean I've seen clips of it. 
online and of course it's you know it's on i have disney plus and it's on there and every now and again you know i see it in but you know it's and i know other people other youtubers that did you know the rundown on it right after it came out and they went and seen it and you know that was enough for me that was enough for me to know that you know it you know it wasn't any any better than i thought it was going to be it, it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was going to be... It wasn't Star Wars. It just used all the same ships and all the same names. And, you know, it it was in that universe, but it wasn't... It wasn't Star Wars. It, it never... It just lost its way. And that was the thing with these three new saga movies. I have to say, it always... You know, these these directors always said that, oh, you know, growing up, I was the biggest Star Wars fan. That's what they always said. Oh, I'm the biggest Star Wars fan. But when they made these movies, it felt like they didn't understand understand the feeling of these movies, the feel to these movies, I should say, that George Lucas cultivated. And as a result, all they tried to do was like a fan service you know oh wouldn't fans want to see this and wouldn't fans want to see that no man you know what fans want to see we want to see a good flipping movie we want to see stuff that makes sense we want to see a saga that doesn't take the characters that we love and dump all over them that's what we want to see i want to see the new jedi order guess what you don't get to see that luke's a kook Han Solo, guess what? His son went psycho and put a lightsaber through him. Yeah, he's done. Oh, guess what? Leia? Leia, you know, she kind of knows how to do the Jedi stuff, but she gave that up because she had a premonition during her final things with Luke, and now she decided, nah, I ain't going to do that. And I know you're, I'm flying through this because it's like, dude, I I, I don't know. I, I, I just... <sighs> And then the Mandalorian comes out. And the Mandalorian is bad ass. And who's involved with making the Mandalorian? John Favreau. And the, you know, the guy now I'm trying to remember it was the guy from uh from Marvel and the the guy who uh oh man man I'm drawing a blank here mm. but the guy who had a lot to do with the Marvel movies and then you had the guy the Dave Filoni yeah so it was John Favreau the guy who had a lot to do with the Marvel movies and then J John or uh Dave Filoni who did the animated series Clone Wars that was fantastic. These guys get it. These guys get Star Wars. They get how to do stuff that doesn't look like like a half-ass hillbilly job here. They can they can make a TV show or tell a story without us having to scratch our heads going, "What the heck was that?" 
Kathleen Kennedy. Give these guys the reins. Give them the reins. Say, we are going to put you guys in contracts to make the future Star Wars movies. Because you know they're going to make more. You don't pay, you know, that much money. Like, what was it, like a billion dollars or something? Disney paid George Lucas to get this stuff. You don't pay that much money and then say, well, well, you know, we're just done with this now. Give these guys the reins. Whatever you do going forward, do not give it to J.J. Abrams. And for the love of God, do not give it to that asshat, Brian Johnson. For the love of God. That's all you have to do. These guys have been kicking ass, making Mandalorian. And if you haven't seen it, boom, you need to check that out. It is fantastic. And I know there's been some other people that have been like, well, you know, no, you're, you're wrong. You're wrong. I love it. It's like, oh my God. It's like, why couldn't you guys do this with those movies? These guys get it. This feels like Star Wars. I can't wait till the second season. I am not going to go over what happens in Mandalorian because it's still so new. And if you haven't seen it yet, I don't want to ruin it for you. You got to go and watch it. It is so good. They knock it out of the ballpark and it's like, God. And I am no longer drowning. I, my head is above water and I am still, I am still a fan of Star Wars. And I just have to figure out how and where those last three saga movies fit into my fandom. I got to figure it out. Do I just cut them out and say, you know what? After Return of the Jedi, none of that shit happened. Maybe that's what I got to do. And I got to be honest with you. I can't believe that I would be the only one doing that. And I know that, you know, and look, my standards can be a little bit high. And, you know, I know there's other guys out there that were as big a fans of it. And, you know, didn't have as bad of a take on it as I do. And that's great for you guys. I mean, good. I really, I really wish that was me. I really wish that was me. I do. I wish it was me. God. You know, but on the other hand, sometimes I'm like, you know what, though? I mean, how can you guys be happy with this? I mean, look at this. This isn't Star Wars. We waited how many years to see what happened to Luke, Han, and Leia, and Chewie, and R2-D2, and flippin' C-3PO. And this is what happens. They're like, J.J. Abrams and Brian Johnson said, hold my beer. All right? And ran that mug right off a cliff. All right. 
Well, I was going to do uh I was going to do a couple more uh subjects here, you know. But uh boy, we're going to we're going to we're going to take that to the Yeah, we're going to do that in the next episode cuz we're over an hour here already. But what I do want to do is my beer review cuz I need one right now. And the beer I'm reviewing this week is, it's not a new one. It's not a new one, but I bought a six-pack of this for the 4th of July. And I'm like, God, this is so good. And it's it's Big Wave from Kona, uh, Kona Brewing Company in Hawaii. And I don't know how available this is in other parts of the country. I'm in the Midwest and it's, it comes in a blue bot and like a blue tag. And it's, it is, it's brewed right out of Hawaii. They don't brew it anywhere else. And this is an absolute delight. I love this stuff and it's a golden ale and it's light. It's, uh, it's so light. Like if you're, if you're, if you don't like craft beers, you're going to like this though. Cause I don't really know if you consider this a craft beer. Because it's, if you, the aftertaste on this is fantastic. It's got like a, almost like a peachy aftertaste to it. It's so good. And it's so light. And I know last week when I talked about that hazy IPA, it's talking about how great of a summer beer that was, especially if you like IPAs. Well, this is an even better one. And especially, this is more for the masses here. It's called Big Wave. And it's it's the it's got the blue uh, label on it. Now I have had other stuff from Kona. I had uh, I think it was it was their label it was uh, Longboard Island, and that's a lager. And I did not like that. And it's been a while since I had it, so I can't remember exactly why I didn't. But when I was looking this up to kind of get some information on it before I talked about it here, I went on their website and they got a handful of other beers too. And I haven't seen them around here. I might have to go and check out, like go to a, like a Benny's or something like that around here to see if I can track down some of the other, other ones. Cause they said they're, they're all season long, all, all year long beers. And there's a lot of them. So you might be getting some reviews on those, but this is just a beautiful beer. Just, it is, it is what it says, a golden amber and the, the taste is very light and it has that peachy aftertaste to it which is fantastic this is a great summer beer this is probably my most favorite beer because you know a lot of these other summer beers they you know like the summer shanty and whatever and I, don't get me wrong i love those beers but you know with those you can only drink so much because you know it's just so sweet or so bitter you know, the taste is just like, okay, I, I, I got to switch out to something else. This, this, I think you could go, I think I'm pretty sure you could go, you know, a six pack on this. No, no problem. Now I, I don't have what the alcohol percentage of is here, but I, I think it's pretty, pretty reasonable. Probably I would say about four something, maybe a five, maybe. Because it's not super light. Like, if you take a light beer and you go to this, it is going to feel a little bit heavier on the tongue. But it's a great beer. 
great company, Big Wave Beer from Kona Brewing in Hawaii. Well, folks, I think this is going to wrap up episode two. There was going to be other topics here discussed, but I got going on Star Wars, and that's how I do. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for showing up and listening to episode two. Take care, and I will see you later. Bye-bye.